0: Give me someone who loves like me Up there on the TV or movie Anything would do Cause I've learned surviving isn't living And we deserve way
1: more than a brief romance On an episode or two That we deserve Something unconventional Clexiconers, this is Unconventional, the Klexicon podcast, and I am your hostess, Dana Pickley. We are now officially only three weeks away from Klexicon. It seemed like forever, and now it's here. This will be our last unconventional episode before the actual event. So if you've been listening and enjoying, I am so glad. Thank you for your amazing reviews on iTunes. We really, really appreciate it. So what's left to do in these three weeks besides, I don't know, pack and flail? Well, the schedule should be coming out any time now. So then you will be able to figure out when your autograph sessions are and your photo ops. And of course, all of the fabulous panels that are going to be at Clexicon 2018. Honestly, sometimes I can't even believe it's real. Now a reminder... While well, the official con starts on Friday. The fun starts on Thursday, so don't miss out on speed-friending, especially if you're coming to lexicon alone or you don't really know a lot of people or you want to expand your friend, friend base. That's gonna be a great opportunity to do that. Pack your swimsuits and trunks and whatever you feel comfortable swimming around, splashing around in. I, myself, like a nice pair of LeMay gold pants and a boa, but that's just me. Because we're going to be having a pool party. And then after the pool party is the official lexicon batch pickup. And you do not want to miss that. It was a ton of fun last year. Great way to meet people. And I just wanted to say what an absolute blast and pleasure it has been being your tour guide of sorts to Lexicon 2018. I can't wait to meet you. And I really hope if you see me that you'll come up and say hi. But before all that happens, of course, we have one more episode before the show, and I have titled this one unofficially, An-Amazing, and you will see why. I am thrilled to welcome to the show 2018 Klexicon guests and Attack on Titan stars, Bryn April and Elizabeth Maxwell. Ladies, thank you so much. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> I did. So See, they're so they're so talented vocally with oh. so many things. See the sound effects immediately. Off right out of the gate.
2: We're so ready. <laughs> also,
3: funny story, um, for like the last
1: two years I've been
3: correcting people and being like, No no guys, it's Bryn April.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really sorry, Bryn. <laughs>
1: It could be, at this point, I accept anything, any variation. <laughs> I mean, really, after a while, don't you, I mean, as somebody who, we, as we discussed earlier, sorry, dear listeners, you weren't privy to that, but as we discussed <laughs> earlier, people mispronounce my name all the time, I just, if it's even remotely close, I'm like, all yeah. right, that works for me.
2: Yeah. I'm Victory! Like, you say Ryan, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like I just
1: started start saying yes. <laughs> Brian April, everyone, thank you for coming to the show. <laughs> All right, so I have to admit something to you guys, and I feel really close to you already. So I'm glad we're able to do this. Um, I am really new to this to the anime thing. Okay, I'm really new to it, but I kind of fell down the rabbit hole while I was researching uh everything for you for this interview. Um, both of you voice characters in the hugely popular Attack on Titan, which I did not realize was a horror sci-fi anime, and let me tell you, it scared <laughs> oh, yeah. it scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's yeah. so mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners who aren't familiar, can can one of you or both of you give a brief description because I'm still so freaking out about the cannibalistic humanoid giants.
2: <laughs> I really like got a very good summary. <laughs>
1: that's all that's Um, all you need cannibalistic humanoid giants let's see
3: uh tag team with me here bren
1: um humanity is on the
3: verge of extinction um are we in the distant future or or an unknown past i don't know we don't really know um whatever you want it to be humanity has retreated behind the walls of a couple fortresses because outside of the walls are these giant kind of like humanoid huge like giant human animals. naked, naked.
1: Yes, as the cannibals. day is long naked they're naked they, like they are unique I would like to <laughs> I would point out like, like yes. to point out they are unique <laughs>
2: um
3: and uh yeah basically like there are um they're, they're called the Scout Regimen uh, There are groups of Kind of like soldiers that are Trying to defend Humanity against these Titans as they're called And uh, basically uh, Not just survive But as the anime goes on try and figure out Where the hell did these Things come from I'm what asking they- myself that
1: After delving into many YouTube <laughs> clips <laughs> Oh, you're not the only one. What I think might be the scariest thing to me about the Titans is that they have like normal teeth, like like human teeth. Like they're just like they just look like a human eating. So- oh, it's just very frightening. Except
2: their jaws can like expand yes.
1: like a snake's. just like mm-hmm. cobra
2: with human teeth. That's unsettling. And by the way, Dana, you're not the only one. I
3: actually had to stop watching Attack on Titan at night. <gasps> Get like, I was out! Watching it at at night before I would go to bed, and uh, it was giving me legit
1: nightmares. <laughs> it's it's very cool and very unsettling, and you're both so like yeah. hi. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm the weirdo that
2: like can watch The Conjuring before bed and be totally fine. So <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> I, I, I'm just. You can drink coffee before bed too, can't you?
1: I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm this, I'm going off script here, ladies. But do either of you watch Ghost Adventures?
2: I've no. heard about it.
1: I know what it is. Five points to Gryffindor for that. I'm um,
2: <laughs> I love, I
1: love Ravenclaw. Oh, I'm Raven, Oh, I'm Ravenclaw too. Um, but uh, <laughs> I was watching it the other night by myself, and my dog started barking at nothing. And I got oh, so freaked out And I was like, I can't watch Ghost Adventures Anywhere near bedtime ever again
2: Oh, I had a <laughs> creepy moment the other day uh, I was at my parents' house And they have one of those Alexa things yeah. You know, like speaks to you And my mom like stepped on my dog's foot On accident and was like Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry As you do And then from the other room We hear it go, there's no need to apologize And we were just like <laughs>
1: We didn't even say Alexa. And that, Sorry. ladies and gentlemen, is how Attack on Titans begins.
2: <laughs> Robot
1: edition. It's really the machines. <laughs> <laughs> That's what starts it all. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. So here we here we go. You have both done a lot, a lot, and you're both so young. You've done a lot of voice work for anime. And if there's one thing that I do know about anime fans is that they are hella dedicated. What do you mm-hmm. think it is about the genre that creates so much energy around it? That's a really good
2: question, Tina. Oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like a lot of it is uh, the connection. I feel like a lot of the audience that um, really get involved in the anime community uh, just connect with those types of characters better. Like... um, I know I've met a lot of uh, people that are maybe special needs that just having an animated character like that is easier to connect to than a live action person. I also think, too,
3: I mean, I think it's still evolving and changing, but one thing that I always liked about anime when I was growing up is that I always felt like it was a very inclusive yeah um, like i have always felt i mean of course there are like the unattainable bodies and the like unbelievably <laughs> badass people but i also felt like no matter who you were or what kind of personality or person you were you could always find someone in anime to kind of like look up to that you yeah. could find similarities with and um i mean i know that was part of what kind of drew me to it um at first cuz i was a huge like, nerdy bookworm, and, um, I felt, like, you know, kind of awkward, and, like, I didn't fit in, and, like, I watched some anime, and I was, like,
2: oh, look, these people are super smart, and everybody really respects them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) no, definitely, so, well, and I feel like it does play a lot, to the people that like sci-fi and fantasy that it that's very heavy as opposed to a lot of American cartoons like like I know Elizabeth and I both love Bob's Burgers that's not exactly a sci-fi fantasy thing you know
1: <laughs> what do you mean i have been watching it completely wrong <laughs> I have to rewatch it now. I missed everything. <laughs> like, you know, but what you're saying really <laughs> makes a lot of sense to me. And so like, I'm totally, I'm now I'm absorbing that. And I'm like, you know what? That, that clicks something with me. So that's, that's very cool to know. And I, I mean, you guys, I mean, I looked at your resumes, both of you. You have so many freaking credits. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever, uh, what do you do for sore throats? No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh. oh God. <laughs> Okay, so your characters Amir and Krista have a bit of a queer following. Um, <laughs> just, a, just a titch. Um, what do you think it is about their connection that connection that has made them so popular? Well,
3: I don't I don't know if this is the gospel truth, but to my knowledge, Amir and Krista, to me. is like one of the first non-sexualized kind of like grounded in real life and real emotion lesbian relationships that have we've ever seen in anime Mm -hmm. um and so for me that was a huge like it made me really respect Attack on Titan and kind of start viewing it in a different light when I was like wow, they are doing so many things differently. Like, they are not over-sexualizing the women. Like, they're yeah. not giving them skimpy outfits and super, super Main unrealistic service. body types. And then, like I said, they treated the um, the homosexual uh, romantic relationships with, like, the same care and respect and subtlety that is normally afforded to heterosexual relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, they Sorry, didn't, I didn't
2: mean to dominate Oh, no, yeah, no. They didn't make, like, a deal out of it. It wasn't a, here is your homosexual relationship. It, it was just, here's another relationship.
1: Uh, that was, by the way, that was wait. a theme of a birthday party I had once. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just messing with you.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like also... Because both of them are so strong, obviously, Um, like, what they do is both physically strong and mentally strong to be able to go through the things they're going through. Um, And you don't see that a lot of times when – specifically, I feel like with – lesbian couples in anime one of the girls is always like the oh i don't know what to do oh she's she's just so beautiful i'll just let her do what she wants whereas these two are like no i do what i want to do no matter what so i like that
1: well they have kind of like bigger things to worry about you know right like the giant cannibalistic humanoids (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> that that would distract me too um, so <laughs> oh, and, and there is something very important about Elizabeth's character that adds some serious drama to that relationship I won't spoil it um, but it's a big freaking deal and um, so I think it really makes the connection between the two of them I don't know almost deeper mm-hmm. yeah
3: for sure Um, I agree. I think it's kind of almost like that metaphorical, like, accepting, accepting someone as they really are.
2: Especially because I feel like Krista for Emir is one of the only people that does, like, right off the bat is like, doesn't matter. She's still her. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas everyone else is like, oh, I need to reevaluate things now. Um,
1: like you do when you find those sorts of things out
3: (laughs) 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 which I think is like really beautiful and like really telling that it's like you know a lot of the other people that Amir has spent years with been um, you know not intimate physically but just you know in intimate conditions with um, you know it's like when something changes on the surface they do immediately kind of like question her and Krista is the only one that seems to kind of like be like, no, I know who you are inside. The outside
1: doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you guys save the rest of that for Clexicon, because I'm sure there's gonna be plenty of questions. <laughs> plenty of questions. All right. Since you are both such anime vets, what shows besides your own uh, would you recommend to newbies like me? Besides our own because there's one that's, like, super killer. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. You know what? I should should retract that because if I say that, there will be no anime left because you guys are in every single anime. No, not because of
2: that. Just because one of my personal favorites is actually one that we're both in called Norigami. And it's just because I have a super huge thing for, like, mythology and, like, the different gods and learning about that and the interactions. So it appealed to me. But... Oh, yeah. I, that was literally my answer as well. <laughs> I
3: know it sounds like we're just pimping our own shows. I mean, um, go ahead. Pimp your own shows. I mean, that's what this is for. Well, Noragami would still be one of my favorite animes of all time, even if I wasn't in it. Um, and, yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. Um, I so this is on my to watch list but I have heard princess jellyfish is amazing. Yes!
2: Oh it's so pure. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so it's
3: like maybe if you need the cleanser palette after you yeah. finish attack on titan. Um, yeah, but um yeah. uh, hey. can <laughs> uh
1: cannibal jokes. Um <laughs> I love the joy with which both of you react to your art <laughs> and not just your own particular art, but like the the art uh that you are the universe the art universe that you are contained in it's it's it shows I love when actors are big fans as well
2: yeah yeah. Going into it, I really only knew a couple of titles myself. Like, I knew, like, the really basic ones, like, like Fruits Basket and Oran High School Host Club and stuff like that. But I feel like now I've been exposed to way more, and it's like, now I know the ones to recommend, because it's like, everyone's told me these are the ones to watch. Um,
1: so, I mean, going into it, I had no idea either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um I'm assuming both of you've probably been to a lot of cons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. But this one's this one's kind of special. And I yes. I know all I'm right. sure. it's kind of special. <laughs> what made you guys decide to come to, Con- to Lexicon? I
2: I mean, I'm super excited. I feel like both of us are like huge supporters of that community anyway. Um, and being able to go there and be a representative kind of of a character that's been accepted as a mainstream character um i think that's something that's very strong and like hopeful almost to be like oh wow this went over well with people that's nice yeah i mean i remember hearing about klexicon and just thinking like that's such a
3: cool (laughs) idea yeah and um you know started following klexicon on twitter and you know, kind of looking at some of their, of the guests that you guys had for 2017. And, um, I kind of had the idea, I was like, well, I mean, they're, they're doing all like TV and film and, and like live action stuff. Like, I wonder if they've ever considered bringing on, you know, animated, uh, characters, you know, obviously they're not bringing on the animated characters, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) I would be so impressed. And uh, I mean, uh, apparently uh, that
2: was a kosher idea. (laughs) And I feel like this was a really good year to do it because we just got, you know, the Attack on Titan, obviously, and we have the Yuri on Ice and we just started working on Citrus, which is uh, like strictly focused on a lesbian relationship that also doesn't play to fan service that's more like this is what it was like for all of us when we were in high school and we were realizing oh I want to date a girl
1: (laughs) (laughs) also you have you have lots of goodies to share is what you're saying
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's another good one too Bryn you reminded me if you're looking for another
1: anime Yuri on Ice Is like the most Um, romantic. I am on Tumblr and all I see is Yuri on Ice. I had no idea really what it is, but I see like post upon post upon post (laughs) of Yuri on Ice. That is
2: definitely like the merch sales and like Artist Alley dominating right now. Yes, they're very popular. Uh, Yuri on Ice is very
3: popular in the Artist Alley section of most conventions. Oh, yes.
1: If it's not about ice capades, I I don't want to know anymore. <laughs> it's competitive ice skating. Okay, yeah. then I'm in. All right, all right, I'm totally in. Um, <laughs> all right, so my I asked this to all my guests. Have you ever been to Vegas before? No. <gasps> Yes. Oh, we got a yes and a no. Okay. So mm-hmm. I can tell that Bryn's a little excited about this venture. <laughs> as the as as the, the, the Las Vegas vet, Elizabeth, why don't you uh mm-hmm. share some of your favorite things to do or yes. see when you're in Vegas?
3: Um, well, one of my favorite memories of a trip I had Vegas. Um, I love um old Vegas. I do too. Um, Bryn there's like so what most people think of as vegas is the new strip and then there's the old strip which has like all of the vintage Mm -hmm. casinos and hotels from like back in the day like the golden nugget covered yes and it's covered by a dome like by these domes that have screens on them and they do like light shows and animations and music um And I mean, I don't know how to just, it's kind of like living in the future, but the future, if it was vintage.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's the most perfect explanation of all Vegas I've ever heard. (laughs) Um, And, um, and actually the
3: food is really good there too. Yes, it is.
1: It really, I totally agree with you. That's what I said to everyone after I came back from Vegas. I'm like, I didn't have a bad meal. And the
3: um, there. What is it? Is it the the Bellagio that has the um, Dave Kahuli Cthu- um, the the flowers, the glass flowers. Oh, Kahuli, uh, yeah, Kahuli, and then um, oh, the Bellagio Brin has like this like candy slash chocolate store that literally has chocolate fountains like from Willy Wonka, like it's unreal. Yes, I love that. Oh, um, you, you guys, you're, you can only hear us, but Bryn is making the most adorable face right now.
1: <laughs> so, so Bryn, do you, have you have you kind of like done your research? Are you gonna have some time to to play around? Yes, um, I
2: actually uh, had our booking agent like kind of move some things around to where I could fly in on Thursday instead of Friday, so I would have a little bit of time to just go like, spelunking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I super want to do, because I feel like this would be a place that would have a lot of these uh, tours specifically, is one of the haunted tours. Like, I have wanted to do one of those for so long, and I feel like Vegas would be a really good place to do it. Well,
1: you do know that Zach Bagans, who hosts, or he's like the head of Ghost Adventures, has a haunted museum. In Las Vegas, which Ooh. just opened. I have been forbidden to go by my wife. <laughs> who doesn't want me accidentally bringing home any, any spirits. But it looks so cool and so scary.
2: I'm all about this right now. <laughs> like,
1: well, you look into that. Amazing. Zach Bagans. Horror, oh no, uh, haunted museum. I think you will probably get a major uh, thrill out of that. Um, I don't want to take up any more of your time. You guys have been amazing. But tell our listeners where they can find you. Like what your handles are so they can follow you and all that good stuff. Well, I um,
3: exist mostly on Twitter and Instagram. Um, On Twitter, you can find me um, at M. And on Instagram, I somehow got lucky enough to be the first Elizabeth Maxwell. (laughs) (laughs) And um, if you want to see more of my work, um, you can check out my website, which is um, aboutelizabethmaxwell.com. See,
2: I've I've never had that problem where someone has already taken Bryn April. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Weird. I also primarily am on Twitter. It's... um, at Bryn underscore April
1: uh, That's two P's Right? Two P's Two P's
2: and two L's Yeah, it's, it's, it's funky um, <laughs> uh, I also I don't have an Instagram But I used to And I'm probably going to end up Rebooting that because everyone's like I followed you on Instagram and I'm like It's still there <laughs> Like, <laughs> so, um, But also there's this new thing Called Unlocked um and oh my god, your cat's adorable by the
1: way. So, so bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: there's a new app called Unlocked that a lot of the voice actors are on. Uh I don't think it's out for Android yet, but if you have an iPhone, uh it's just in the app store, unlocked. It's like the first one that comes up. And it's like live streaming almost like Periscopy, where you can like live chat with us and we do it like
1: all the time. So so you can get lots of good stuff from these two ladies, and you are going to see them very, very soon in Las Vegas at Clexicon. Ladies, once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Las yeah, Vegas. I cannot wait to introduce you to my next guest, actress and voice actor and video game heroine, Erica Luttrell. Erica, thank you so much for being here. Pleasure. <laughs> So, I am so happy to talk to you because not only do you voice characters on one of the most queer tastic shows ever, Steven Universe, but you also voice one of my favorite video game characters, Emily Caldwin, on Dishonored. So, my question is how come you are so cool? Uh-huh. I don't know how cool I am necessarily, but let's
0: see. Goodness gracious. How come I'm so cool? I mean, I will say that those characters are incredibly cool. And when I got the opportunity to play them, I was thrilled. Uh, I remember when I first went to record, like my first recording session on Dishonored, I was blown away. They showed me the announced trailer. And I, you know, everything's so confidential these days because of media and cell phones that uh, I had no sense of what it is I was cast as i didn't know if i was a lead character even i didn't really know oh seriously like i was just like okay it's a game character just okay, i guess she's an empress or something i don't know you know <laughs> and then i showed up and they showed me this this trailer and, and they're like and so that's who you're playing and i was like no it's not so basically no this is that was my reaction not cool at all like totally <laughs> American- at my own
1: thing. <laughs> you know, Emily, Emily Caldwell has a lot of lesbian crushes. I mean, I yeah. mean, lesbians, queer women have a lot of crushes on Emily Caldwell. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, you think it's the I hair? Don't. It's the hair, maybe. Like the hair, the hair and the swashbuckling. That's so clear. I mean, she has a sick haircut. I mean, she I'm does have a sick haircut.
0: And like a fabulous outfit, like the whole thing, it's her whole very, styling like everything about her is, vibe. I mean, everybody should have a crush on Emily, thought <laughs> you're <be> kidding.
1: <laughs> well, and speaking of uh, of exactly this, um, y- were you anticipating in any way this huge response to Sapphire and Ruby on Steven Universe? No. <laughs>
0: Gonna jump on your words? No, nope. I was like out that night with friends at like a club, I think, and then we were dancing. And my phone just started blowing up. I didn't know that that was the night it was airing. I was, you know, because it's just the Cartoon Network scheduling. I wasn't sure, you know, when that was happening. So it, I just was like, okay, I'll get to watch it whenever, at least after, if I'm not sure. Da da da. So. Um, yeah, and and I just remember the night I, I was confused. I was like, Why are so many people following me on Twitter? Like, what's that about? I don't understand. <laughs> and then then I went on there and it was like, We just love it. it's summer, it's amazing and things.
1: I'm like, Oh, I guess the show aired. I didn't know that okay. <laughs> Did no one prepared to you? No one was like, Listen, all right, this is gonna be a big deal. <laughs> no one said no one said anything. I, no, I didn't realize, like I had done some, of, like
0: I'd done my due diligence, I'd seen some of the show, you know, I'd actually auditioned originally for the show for Garnet, like in back in the, so I knew, you know, the thing, but I couldn't, I mean, there, were, you know, it's like 50 some odd episodes a season, I realized there are 11 minutes, I get it, I know, but still, like I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't able to watch all of them before I recorded it, so I didn't have a sense of context, I didn't realize this was like, a, a, a how how iconic a representation this would have been, even in the context of the show, you know, there had been, you know, uh, other characters infused, but it hadn't, it hadn't been quite that sort of, you know, so
1: (laughs) I was like, yes, I was surprised. I didn't expect it. So fan response has been pretty awesome and overwhelming. Oh, completely. Totally overwhelming. I I would say it's
0: like at this Mm. point right now, like the thing I get the most response about online. Wow. Like of all of what I've done consistently right in this moment, that's what the most
1: people reach out to me about. Oh, my God. All right. Something I am so geeked out about is that you voiced Keisha Franklin on the magic school bus. Okay. And I get the second most amount of comments. <laughs> okay, so I, what, what, okay, what are your thoughts on this upcoming reboot with Kate McKinnon as the new Ms. Frizzle? I mean, I
0: love it. I love Kate McKinnon. I've, I don't know how many times I've watched that Close Encounters sketch on SNL. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. coo coo poop shoot. Anyway, okay, so I guess it's just the
1: best so, she's, okay. so, so, so she is a, a worthy... Um...
0: Oh, like, 100%. She's, like, the best, like, I don't know. I'm not even sure if I would have thought of it, and I'm, like, I'm so glad that the people who did it thought of it because she's the absolute perfect follow-up. So Lily Tomlin it makes perfect sense. She's hilarious and she's like perfect to be that magical, amazing, you know, adventurous, mysterious Miss Frizzle. It's great.
1: Um, I'm noticing a trend here, Erica, that you yeah. have been in a lot of very gay friendly and very, well, let's just say like gay obvious shows. Lost Girl? <laughs> she, just sh- she just shrugged. <laughs> that is a fair point. I don't, you know,
0: I mean, I suppose it, it actually is. Even more, maybe a testament to the fact that there is that much more content out there. Thank you. Right, goodness. right. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say that I specifically had sought it out. I was just I just fell oh, no, into.
1: You just in fell into it, way, but it was perfect. It's exactly, yeah. and so then you fell into the loving embrace of the queer fandom community. Oh God, yeah, no, and I'm thrilled about
0: it. It's like, <laughs> it's hilarious. it's funny. I didn't even. I was like, what
1: other one? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> All right, so KlexaCon will be here before yeah. you know it. So you're probably no stranger at all to to conventions and fan cons and stuff. But what made you decide to come to this Queertastic event?
0: Sounds amazing. I, a
1: lot of people that I know
0: and have worked with have been to it. And obviously the characters that I play, I was like, well, there has to. I mean, wait, why am I not? I should be going. To, and that's Wait, <laughs> excuse me, hello. <laughs> I play, I play the, you know, on the Steven... <laughs> Maybe not. But, uh, does that mean me? How about me? No one can see my hand up right now, but it's hilarious. I can. And
1: <laughs> so I, I appreciate
0: it. Like, I, I totally need to be going to that. that. That would be a blast. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's partly that I didn't know it existed. I mean, I'm, I've am i been to a few cons, but I haven't, like, oversaturated myself in cons. So I've just kind of been selective. I've gone to a few places. I've dipped my toe in, let's say. So then,
1: Klexa Connors, you should feel even more excited that Erica is... Is coming to ClaxicCon since she is not the biggest con attender. I'm not. No, I'm not like totally.
0: So I'm just sort of like this this sounds like a really cool one, and so I'm I'm happy to be there, happy to represent and attend and, and meet all of the fans.
1: Have you ever and okay, so let me preface this. I ask all of the unconventional guests this. Have you ever been to Vegas before? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah I live, like near
1: Vegas. I live like 4 hours by car from Vegas. Uh, I hey, I talked to lots of people who have never been to Vegas and they live very close to you. Oh yeah, like uh I believe
0: though. Now I'm curious why you're asking. Well,
1: I believe that Bryn has never been to Vegas and she was very excited. Yes, I talked to her and Elizabeth together and um okay. Bryn was like she made like a gesture like a like a, a very happy rabbit um that she was going to be coming. I'm picturing this now. Right, right? You can totally see it, right? <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, so, so I, I'm curious, is since you yeah. since you are a Vegas veteran, um, I, yeah. do you have any special places you like to hang out or, like, places you recommend for people who are attending Clexicon for the first time? Or even those who went last year and just were like, I don't know where to go. Well, I mean, I would say see
0: a show you know, I know you're, like, at a con, so are you really going to take that much time out to see a show and exhaust yourself? We're going to do con all day, shows all night, clubbing <laughs> for five in the morning. It's going to be great. We're going to be really rested. Just Red Bulls and Monsters right. all the way. Um, <laughs> so, maybe. But, I mean, I love Lorev. I love, you know, I mean, as far as, like, I mean, there's so many good restaurants there because they just, you know, they, they – get all the good chefs. They make sure that everything is so, I mean, it's been, I'm gonna say a few years. I don't know if I can give you like specific, specific uh, recommendations, but whenever I think of Vegas, I think of that particular show and I actually wanna see it again. It's at the Win, and it's the the fellow who like used to work for Cirque du Soleil and like crafted a lot of like the iconic Cirque du Soleil productions. Okay, so it's like Cirque du Soleil adjacent. It's like Cirque du Soleil, but like darker with rain. Mm.
1: So even more dangerous and sexy.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good. I highly, I mean, it's good. I'm going to say like some, like there are like at least two songs from that soundtrack that are still on my running playlist.
1: All right. Well, check that out, guys. And (laughs) so before I let you go, can you please tell our dear listeners where they can find you? Oh, gosh. In life or there. (laughs) You yeah, know what's your what's your address, in Erica? Angeles, <laughs> you go outside. You might bump into me. It's possible. Uh, on social media. I'm sorry. Uh, I should have uh, I should have been clearer. Like what's your Twitter handle, all that good stuff?
0: Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where I'm stationed at the con yet. I'm not sure where in LA I'm going to be tomorrow, but I'm going to be in Los Angeles and later in Las Vegas. So, <laughs> But before that time, I will be in the social medias world. In the inner tubes. Under, yeah. under, and the YouTubes, yes. Under the uh, handle, mostly I'm under the handle which of uh, my middle name, which is Shuprani. So you can find me on Twitter at Shuprani or on Instagram at Shuprani. Tweet me, insta-me. I will
1: say things. If I'm not being weird that day, it happens. I'm weird. And you're, you have an, an extremely long resume, so they can pretty much just turn on a, a channel at any given time, or, or a video game, or an anime, and you, they'll find you. Oh, that's lovely of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are very excited to see you, and uh, we, uh, we will check in with you when we get to Sin City. This is so fun. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. That's going to be a wrap for this episode of Unconventional. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, you can find Klexicon on all the places you like to go, at Klexicon. You can find me mainly on Twitter, sometimes on Tumblr, at Dana Pickley. That's two C's, one L. And if you love our theme music, which of course you do, because it's awesome, that is by Stephanie Berlanga. And you can find Stephanie at stephanieberlangamusic.com. Please do. She's great. And until next time, when we see each other in the flesh, this is Dana signing off and swearing fealty to you.
0: Something unconventional.